We are back with another episode of the Black Box Podcast. I'm your host, John. And I'm your host, Ahmed. And today, our guest is Dr. Victor Manzo Jr. And to put it to put it simply, I would say he's he's a big mind guy. And I know when when he's listening to this, he's going to chuckle a little bit. But he's he's a coach, basically like a life and mind mindfulness thinking coach. Uh, previously, a chiropractor and just all around a really interesting person to talk to. Um, so very. Very think-heavy episode coming your way, and uh, I think you guys will enjoy it a lot. Hopefully, you all can learn, a, you know, a thing or two from this. Just because it's different than what we usually offer with, you know, entrepreneurs that are just preaching the grind, hustle, sweat equity stuff. And Victor really just approaches it from like a mind, body, soul perspective, and you know, taking full advantage of the power of your mind to achieve everything that you want yeah but yeah we should dive into it it's really good episode yeah let's do it we're super excited to uh announce on black box that we have our first advertisement and it is with our very own podcasting platform zencaster which is what we've been using since day one to record remotely with our guests Uh, and they've become a new sponsor for the show so tune in check out the podcast discount link in our show notes and stay tuned to hear more about why we love Zencaster. All right, so Dr. Vic, can you please introduce yourself? I'm going to go I'm going to call you Dr. Vic based on the name that you picked for yourself in Zencaster. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, I am a, a chiropractor, business mindset coach, author, three-time author, podcaster, and speaker. Nice, nice. That's that. That definitely fills in the. Uh, it would fill in the LinkedIn area pretty nicely. <laughs> Try to as much as I can. I got a few more. I got to build into that though. <laughs> <laughs> got some things you're working on. Exactly. Yeah. So, can you just tell us a little bit about what you do? on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. So if I, if you were talking to me six months ago, I'd be saying I'd be running a full chiropractic office and coaching. Uh, I just recently moved to Knoxville, Tennessee in December. So uh, originally from Chicago, born and raised. And so what I'm doing now is full-time coaching and I work with uh, um, business owners and helping them elevate in their life. Uh, it's not just with business, but it's uh, also how to improve relationships, how to improve their health, how to improve their mindset, um, how to truly create fulfillment by dictating what or sharing what it is they want to achieve in their life. And I utilize principles of mindset and spiritual truth and universal laws and a whole plethora of stuff to construct and make sure we're working in the game of life to make that a reality. So I guess are you trying to utilize both like the spiritual and emotional aspects as well as the physical, given that you have a chiropractor yeah, I utilize. Yeah, I'll utilize like like I always say, like I'm working on the mind, body, and spirit because you know we you you can't we try to separate the three, but you just really can't. They're all interconnected, and so yeah, I'll use things like that from the the chiropractic side. I wouldn't say anything from from for more of a, a physical standpoint because um, I'm not working on the actual client of mine, but there are things I can share with them. There's but there are principles that come from chiropractic that I do use 
in my coaching business because a lot of times people, when you hear a chiropractor, you, you may think, I'm not saying you guys will, but the most of the public thinks this way. Um, it's just a neck pain, back pain, and headaches. If I got that, I go see the chiropractor. Um, but that's not what we do at all. Um, it's actually very far away from what we do. Um, we, we live in a society that tries to, when it comes to health, we look at treatment stuff, right? Take this supplement for this, do Easy this fixes. for that, right? That's what we look for. Chiropractic is not a treatment model. I make an adjustment. I am not working at, especially if the nerves affect, let's say C3, which affects your sinuses and your breathing pathways. That adjustment may influence that, but it can also help a kid who has bowel issues or it can also help somebody who has bedwetting issues. It can help an older male who has incontinence and things like that. So you can see how the adjustment does more than that. So it's, you know, look, utilizing the, the principles and the philosophy of chiropractic in, in some ways I do share in my business coaching. Also, just that general medical knowledge that you can apply towards a lot of things in life. Exactly. Yeah, uh, that, that's very cool. John, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, um, you brought up that you're a three-time author and podcaster. Did you want to touch on that a little bit before we keep going into Yeah, uh, I can. Yeah, I just released my third book uh, in May uh, called Decoding the Matrix, all about understanding the conditioning and uh, the influences of specific unseen forces and understanding how that whole system works. And then um, it helps teach, understand, and become more aware of what really is your potential. And then the spiritual aspect of that, when we are living and unleashing our potential, what does that have uh, upon the world? How does that accelerate our spiritual awakening and so much more? Um, My other two books I wrote, one's called The Walk in the Dark. It's really just teaching people that darkness, the darkness is your best friend. It's your ally. The challenges and the obstacles we face in life are actually actually uncovering. We're kind of like moving the dirt and actually um, seeing what really of who we are. And it's really designed to do that for us. And then uh, my first book was Rediscover Your Greatness, which is all about rediscovering the essence of who you are. And it's really more about teaching and understanding uh, this game called life and understanding basic principles to show up as a great, the greatness of what you have within. So, I mean, I mean, I know you probably want to get something in, but what I'm getting from this and let me know if I'm wrong is because you're mentioning conditioning. That's more of like a psychological term that people use in, in like psychology where you're trying to condition someone's mind or are you talking about it in a different way? No, it is like that. I'm, I'm speaking it from a neurological perspective, which can, you can take it for, from a psychological perspective also. Um, because when you hear something in, over and over and see something over and over, you're going to be conditioned in some way, shape or form. Uh, yeah. And, and that can, and the conditioning I'm speaking of in the book specifically is actually not as an adult, although that can't happen. I'm speaking about the stuff we're unconscious of, which is between zero to seven and the, the, Those the traumas pro- that we have to unlearn now traumas, but it doesn't have to be traumas. It can just be, you can be seeing your parents getting an argument about finances and you don't understand half the stuff they're talking about, but you see and feel the energy of what they're doing. And then you go, Oh, they're talking about money. Oh yeah. Money's not good. And all of a sudden you set a belief there and now okay. your brain's going to kick into gear and now it's going to say, okay, you believe that. Now I have to show you that to be true because you create your life. Yep. You dictate the rules. Okay. All right. So this, this is a bit of an off topic question, but I just, it's really, I've, I've really been thinking about this while you were talking. Uh, I see doctor on, on, like in front of your name. So what, what did you study in school and how did that help with what you're doing now? Yeah. So or I did it. 
It did massively. Um, so I became a chiropractor. That's that's where my doctor comes in. And uh, um, again, chiropractic has it's a science and art and a philosophy. So when I got in before I got into chiropractic school, my chiropractor was teaching me some of the philosophy of chiropractic and where it comes from and the power of what we do and so forth. When I got into chiropractic school, we learned a book. We got we got exposed to a book immediately called The Thirty Three Principles, and it's basically a book that has nothing to do about chiropractic. Absolutely nothing. But it's a chiropractic book. And what it does is it teaches us about the universal forces of life. Um, We call something in chiropractic called the innate intelligence, which is basically the soul and how it governs all things and how all things from the universal intelligence, you know, we all come, all innate intelligence is connected to that. So all these different philosophies and, (coughs) excuse me. And so I was like very intrigued. I wanted to learn that more. And, uh, but unfortunately in the school, it was, we're getting more into the medical stuff because chiropractic school is very similar to medical in the first year and a half or so. Mm -hmm. Um, but my, my studies into energy medicine and understand, want to understanding the depth of how healing works, understand studying quantum physics and vibration and consciousness. How can we shift those things and how can people have massive healing from it? That and the chiropractic philosophy is what really stemmed to what I'm doing today in some ways. Because like chiropractic is an individual approach. My coaching is an individual approach. I don't have a cookie cutter approach. I don't give you, I don't tell you uh, what to think. I tell you how to think. And what to think is like, hey, do these three things or do this five things to do this. Or here's a system, just follow it. It works. Instead, it's more, how does this work for you? Let's get you thinking in a process that is totally different than what you've been used to. It's kind of the, it's kind of the saying goes, you know, you can teach him, you can give a man a fish and you feed him for a day, but if you give, if you teach him how to fish, you feed him a lifetime. My kind of practice in coaching is more of how can I teach you how to fish? So that way you can constantly start to create and do and be the individual that you're designed to be. Okay. So when you, when you are in coaching mode with a client, right. Or a friend, what, like what's going through your mind? Can you walk us through how, like, how, how do you do your job? Basically. (laughs) I listen very good. Let's just put it that way. As a doc, as a chiropractor, when I'm in a consult listening to a patient, I can't, I, there's things I have to do, but then there's things that I'm listening behind the scene. Like for example, no one goes to a chiropractor unless what they have going on is a discomfort and pain is interfering with their life. Right. And I'm listening to those cues. Sometimes they'll tell me, sometimes they won't, I got to pick them out. Same thing when it comes to coaching is I'm listening to cues and patterns and tone and body language and looking at and seeing what's showing up. Um, There's not really a whole lot of thinking on my end. It's more of just a feeling and seeing. And as I'm in the present moment listening to them and if we're talking, if they're talking about something or what may come up, I'll feel and know like, okay, that's that's something I need to touch more base on. I got to ask more questions there. Or I can go into a teaching mode where all of a sudden I'll just like turn on the gears and next thing you know, I'm like, Okay, got it. So this is where you are. This is where this is where we're at. This is how you're feeling about it. Great. Okay, let's go into now. Here I'll I'll go into teaching mode. But it's really just listening and feeling. Uh, probably that is probably a little different of an answer than you were expecting. But it's one of those things where um, when when I can do that, then the message of what I say to them or what the question I ask them is actually way more profound and deeper than what they're saying. And they go, "Holy cow! How did you know this? Or are you in my mind? Or?" You know, wow, that's I didn't see this coming. This is crazy. And it's just listening or helping them get the aha moment. That's my favorite where they're talking and talking and all of a sudden I'm going, all right, I got you. So this is this, this and this and this and this is what you do. And I see this here. You probably do this here, here and here. And they're going, how in the hell do you know that? And I'm like, 
here's what you said. Here's the verbiage you said multiple times. Here's this. And all of a sudden they're just like, holy cow, I didn't realize I did that. And I'm like, now you can see how this plays a role in finances. You see how this rolls over in your business. You see how this rolls over into here. You probably see that in your relationship. And it's just like a big bomb that's going off of them awakening to the process of what they didn't realize before. Podcasting remotely can be challenging, but with Zencaster, the product that we use to record our episodes, it doesn't really have to be. Zencaster's all-in-one web-based solution makes the process pretty quick and painless, which is, you know, the way we really want it to be. If you've been listening to The Black Box for a while now, you know that we constantly talk about how we want to bring the best quality and the best content for our listeners, you guys. And with Zencaster, they provide crystal clear sound and gorgeous HD video for us as we record our episodes with our guests. Uh, not to mention it's easy to use. That's why we really like it because instead of having to coach, you know, guests on how to set up a podcast if they haven't been on one before, we basically just say show up with a mic and a, a computer and you're good to go with Zencaster. Zencaster is all about making your podcast experience easy and with everything from local recording to automatic post-production tools, if you want to use those, uh, you don't even have to leave your browser to get the entire episode done. If you go to zen.ai slash blackbox and enter our promo code blackbox, you'll get 30% off on your first three months of Zencaster Pro. That's zen.ai slash blackbox, B-L-A-C-K-B-O-X. It's time to share your story. Are you, so then are you doing like a are you just having conversations with your clients initially? And then from those conversations, you're kind of picking these things out and taking note of where you think, I guess, I'm not really sure what term to use there, but well, the, the issues. No, exactly. Lack of a better term. Yeah, I mean, here in the initial process, there's there's a there's a few different things that are going on. So we're, we're really not dissecting yet into big issue stuff yet. It's more of them. Um, setting a vision for themselves, <clears throat> main vision, and then visions of their life. There's five aspects I go through, um, which are mindset, mission, money, um, um, relationships, and uh, I'm going blank here. I went in backwards order. That's why I'm throwing this off. Mindset, <laughs> money, mission, and uh, movement. And so we're looking at the five. And I want to. I'm working on that first before we do anything else. Because okay. I got to get their mind right. I got to get them see what their, their plan is. Yeah. See what they want to create and get that hardcore solidified. Then once that's solidified. Then we start working on, well, what, why are these important? Let's start working on the actions. Or why are you not where you want to be yet? Yeah. yeah, all that stuff. And then the stuff that I was talking about before, that stuff that just shows up along the way, depending on who it is, because I coach entrepreneurs. So there's a whole okay. wide spectrum of different professionals and people I'm working with. Yeah. But it's one of those things where um, when problems do show up, I want to know about them because and like if something triggers them, that's usually I'm, we're, we're going to start working on then uh, limited beliefs and things that are they're not aware of that we need to start diving deep. And that's when I start doing belief work. This is where the mindset stuff comes in because now we're starting to customize it to what they need. And it's usually once we break something like that or we find something and we start to switch it, then all of a sudden it's like they've been trying for something for two, three, four, five years. And all of a sudden we make one little change and it's like they do it with ease and they're going, how the heck am I? Doubling yeah. profits in six months. I had a client double their profits in a month. They're like, how is this possible? I haven't, you know, and it's, again, it's just these little things that we look for. Sometimes you need a third party unbiased perspective to step in and point you to those things. Like sometimes when you're in the day to day and you're caught up in it, you can't take a step back and realize that there's changes that could be made to cause big improvements. No, it's so true. That's why I always say everyone needs a coach because I've always had a coach. I'll always continue to have a coach uh, because there's there there are blind spots. There are things that my mind, even though I know these things, I'm a human being also. 
So I have blind spots. There's things I'm unaware of. And it's always great to have someone be catching those things for me and be like, hey, you know what you did there? And I'm like, oh, shoot, son of a gun. Okay, yeah, I see it. Dang it. Didn't even notice that. And it's like, all right, here, here's what I'm going to commit to then. And then they hold me accountable. I guess what are some, I know we're trying to, I feel like peel off a layer with each question, but, and I know you also said that you approach each case differently and uniquely, but what are some common tactics that you use to get people to shift their mindset and the way that they're thinking about things and start that affirmation process and start thinking positively and not limiting themselves? Yeah. So the, and like I said earlier, the first thing I do, and this is, I guess this is part of my system and what I teach and share is, is visions, everything first, right? A lot of times when I was, I, I was a business major and, and, and we talk about vision statement, but it was kind of like, now let's, let's work on mission statement. Like it was more like we touched base on vision, but we went into mission. Yeah. So a lot of people know vision, but they don't understand the power of vision. So we miss that. Like how we perceive in our mind and what we can see in our mind or imagination is another term. Um, what you can see in there is what you can create for yourself. So there's potential right there. Um, and, and, and then when we understand like our, what creates these visions and why some people will say like, well, the law of attraction, well, that doesn't work. Well, there's components that you're missing from it. And depending who you read or who you're listening to, uh, may determine that. And so it's, it's, it's getting into different aspects. A lot of the times when I'm working with clients, if there's something that's like a, a common theme in coaching with my clients is managing their energy getting them to get their energy where it needs to be. Because when you understand the law of vibration, it's it, wherever you vibrate is what you're going to experience. So if you want more money or more success or a happier relationship or so forth, you got to be at that vibration, right? Now, I don't know what that number is or what that vibration is. I have no clue. But what I do know is, is that when you raise your vibration up to a certain standard, it will start, you only like attracts like. So it's kind of the law of attraction. So you have to work on what can I do? To, what do I have control over? The only thing you have control over every single day is where you're at, where you're putting your vibe to. What's your, what's your energy for the day? Are you yeah. starting out low or are you starting out high? Are you feeling good and have good vibes, good emotions and stuff like that every single day? Or are you getting into stinking thinking and, and you're favoring more energy towards there? Or did you get an email or did you see a bill or did you have something come up that all of a sudden got you to focus on the negative, right? Because law of focus comes in and wherever you put your mind to, energy is going to flow. Whatever you put your eyes to or what you put your attention to, that's where energy flows. And yeah. anywhere time energy goes anywhere, that's where you're creating, you're manifesting. So it's, it's a lot of the times trying to shift gears. And then also, um, I call it flipping the script, but it's just shifting your perspective, in other words. So if something happens, I teach my clients how you have the power to, let's say it's something bad, quote unquote, you, you say yeah. this is bad. Um, <clears throat> we can look at that and then say, well, we can find something that's actually good out of that. We can find something that connects you to your where you're trying to go in your life. I call it your future self um, to make that connection. And as long as we do those things, that is, that's kind of the main theme that I'm working on a lot of times with my clients to get them to have that, that dream life or to uh, achieve massive success without sacrifice. I feel like one of the things that I've noticed is when something quote unquote bad happens in the moment, it's very easy for us to start thinking about something negative, but almost always in hindsight, when we look at it, whether that be a week later, a month later, a year later, we almost always can pull the positive directly out of that. All right, this happened for this reason. Maybe the forces were looking out for me because this opportunity wasn't meant for me. It would have not went well. So maybe I needed to wait for the next opportunity. So I don't know. Is it, have you ever thought about that or why we do that? 
Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. You can't understand where you are right here, right now at the moment, right? Because there's just so many things that are going on. You're also reacting. You are because it depends. If it's firing something up, then all of a sudden you go into old – you become a monkey. It's called the primate brain, the reptilian brain. And you go back into that stage. And so you're not you're not in the forefront of your brain called the prefrontal cortex. You're not in that clarity, focus, centered, future planning state. So um, but life makes more sense when you look at the rearview mirror, right? It, you can connect the dots easier because you can start to look and see how that added up. We can't see that in the present moment. We we have a limited mind, we have a limited perspective, but we can start to make sense down the road. And like you said, it could be a week, a month, six months, a year. Um, two years, five years later, sometimes I look at my life and when I decided, when I made the switch to go in the full-time coaching and, and let go of my chiropractic business, I, I, I love to reflect on things. So I took a moment. I just said, okay, how did the steps line up to this? Cause I never saw myself. I always saw myself being a yeah. chiropractor and just expanding that out. And, uh, then all of a sudden I looked and it was just all these little dots and cues along the way. And I'm like, that is so interesting. Um, how it was like guiding me and nudging me and pushing me in that direction little at a time. But yeah, we, 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 we have a limited perspective on what we can see, but over time we, we can start putting pieces together that make sense to us in some way. And again, that's, that's also, um, I want to say also too, that your perspective and how you're looking at it can also determine that too. So that's you can have, true. you can see it like in a really good way, like, okay, where's the good and how this all lined up. Right. And you'd be like, Oh yeah, there it is. But you can also look at the bad and do the same thing too. I feel like maybe it's a process of trying to decrease the amount of time it takes for you to start shifting it positive. Yeah. Because you almost always will have that initial emotional reaction. Always. The quicker quicker you can turn it around and make it positive, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's a big change. If you can, the faster you can do it, and that's things you, there's tools I share and tips and tricks I I, I talk about. you know, like, you know, and then there's codes. I call it codes, but you can call these beliefs. You can call this just the rule of life. But they're, like for me, one of them always is everything always happens for the greater good. It's always happening for my greater good. And it's always helping me get closer to my future self. So there are some truths to that, but that's my code. That's what I live by. So what does that mean? No matter what shows up in my life, I'm going to, even if it's like the crappiest thing, yeah, I'm getting upset. In the back of my mind, I'm literally saying, there is something good going to come out of this. I have no freaking clue right now. I can't see it, but I just know that it's going to happen. Let me just take a moment here. Let me calm down. I do some breathing. I reset my neurology so I can kind of diminish the charge going that way and try to just get me as centered as much as I can. And then once you do that, you're in a neutral place. Now you can go back to creating and you can get back into those things. And I've gotten to a point where you know I can, I can turn things around within a couple seconds. I mean, it, it, I've trained myself to do that. You know, some people get stuck and something happens and they're in it for like a week. I I haven't had that like in 15 years. Um, So you can make that switch. And there are things from a neurological perspective that you can literally do within 10, 15, 20 seconds. And neurologically, it can put a halt to where you're putting that energy towards. That's crazy. Yep. All right. So how did you learn all of this? Like what, what brought you to this point? And, um, like if, if it was, if there were multiple people involved, like maybe who was it? You know, I I will say I had an er early on, I had an interest in learning about life. Uh, when I was 12 years old, I remember having a talking to my mom one day and I just looked at her and said, I'm going to figure out this thing called life. And she literally looked at me like, okay, uh uh-huh. I don't know where (laughs) that's coming from. My son's a dreamer. All right. He's really out there. Um, but I always had an interest because I, I wanted to understand 
you know, I came from a blue collar family, paycheck to paycheck. You know, I had to help my dad work all the time, long hours, physical labor on the weekends. And uh, it wasn't every weekend, but it, there was a good portion of them. And uh, it's not like I had a choice in the matter. I had to help out regardless. I was part of my duties of being at home, being being part of the home, yeah. uh, the family. And um, but I want to know why did people why why people chose like I grew up in an Italian community, so it was a lot of Italians. So I'm like, why was I Italian? Someone else is Mexican. Someone else is black. Someone else is Indian. Someone else is this. Why some people are poor and some people are rich? Why do some people suffer and some people don't? Matter what good they do. So there was always that interest. And then when I was in sports, this was the same thing. Like, what makes someone great and someone doesn't? Being from Chicago, I'm a Michael Jordan fan. So it's one of those things where watching his greatness. But what I was puzzled by is you look at like a Shaquille O'Neal, seven foot dominant beast, right? I thought he would just dominate everybody, yeah. but yet Michael as Skinny. He was a little, he was a skinny guy uh, to a certain degree. If you compare him to LeBron James, yeah. Um, and why was he great? So I had the, I always had that curiosity in the back of my mind, and so that was the the, the pivotal point. And and it wasn't until I was 19 years old where I started to um, I started to challenge things a little bit more and go out and seek information. Like I grew up very Italian Roman Catholic. Um, and I want to understand different religions. So I started studying different, you know, different Buddhism and Hinduism. I didn't have mentors growing up. I didn't have somebody in the beginning, you know, my dad's, you know, I, I would call him my mentor. He taught me life from the essence of, uh, physical labor, hard work and the things I really don't want to have in my life and teach, show me, you know, that this is what you don't want to go towards. And so, um, he was my first mentor, but I didn't have any like business mentor. I didn't have anybody until later on in life. Um, so I use books honestly, as an example, to be my mentors, I would just pick up books and something related to self-help, personal development, spirituality, and just started studying and reading books from time to time. And it wasn't until I got into chiropractic school where my whole life changed because I was exposed to leaders of the profession. I was exposed to many different people outside the profession um, who were absolutely amazing individuals. And the one person that comes to mind uh, that started that for me was the president of our school, Dr. Fabrizio Mancini. And I'll never forget my second trimester, he took me out to lunch and we talked uh, just, you know, here's a guy who's a millionaire and I'm, you got to understand my mentality. I have a lot of limited beliefs about finances, my value. I don't make money, enough money. I'm only a student. You can see where my self-worth is there. Um, And here he is wanting to learn more about me. Take the time. There's nothing he's getting out of this. He's taking me out to lunch and we're literally just having a conversation. He wants to know my vision. What do I see chiropractic? How do I want to share it to the world? And all these other things. And I just shared my heart with him. Uh, first time I, I got really vulnerable. And um, all of a sudden, he's like, you have a vision that's beyond what normal tr- second trimester students have. He's like, make sure you cultivate that. Keep feeding it. Don't let go of it. And it's funny because I know how we talk about rearview mirror stuff, right? Yeah. Here I am teaching vision now to business, business entrepreneurs and so forth. And It was already that. written for you. It was always there. Because anytime I saw him down the road, like if it was you know six months later or at an event or seminar, um, he'll always give he'll give me a big hug and that big smile he has, and he looks and he'll go, "How's the vision?" And I was like, "It's getting bigger every single day." He's like, "Good, keep it up. Do not lose that vision." And it was always funny too. I saw him like a couple of years after I graduated. He was speaking at an event, and I was like, "I gotta go see him." He's in, he's in my backyard. He's in Chicago. I gotta go see him. And same thing, gave me a hug. He met my wife, and he's just like, "How's the vision?" I said, man, I, I, I can't, it, it's infinite now. It's just, it, the sky's the limit. And he goes, keep up that vision. Do not let it go. And so it's funny because you look back and I hear somebody reminding me, vision, 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 right? I said, always yeah. the universe nudged me in a certain way. And that was one of the big things about it. And I just wanted to reiterate one more time that this episode was made with Zencaster and 
check out our coupon code below if you're interested to utilize their tools. But yeah, yeah I can, I can, there's endless names, but it was just, uh, yeah. I have a quest of now. I have a curiosity as a, I'm like a kid. I like to learn. I like to, uh, I don't know anything is my mentality. Um, you know, so, yeah, I'm not someone to say I know something because technically the brain is only capable of knowing like 0.00001% of all the information that exists. So really, I don't know anything. I'm just trying to understand little bits of things and put it together and then keep my curiosity going as I continue to learn and evolve and grow in the, the direction that I'm going. I guess just pick off all the best pieces of knowledge for you, for your applications and for what you're trying to do. And then if you pick up something new that's worth it, drop it something else. Or How do, we, how do our brains work in that way? I guess maybe you'd be the right person to ask when it comes to if, like learning or if we reach, yeah, if we reach a certain point, are we going to get rid of some information to take on new information and store that or. Yeah. There's only a certain amount you can handle. So there's okay. only, like, yeah. there's, a, there's a limit to that. Like, it's funny. Cause like, as I, I remember when I was after chiropractic school, I'm, I'm reading 80 to 120 books a year and all of a sudden I'm, I'm forgetting things. I'm like, how am I forgetting stuff that I knew back then? I'm forgetting names. And I'm like, and it's, it's the way the brain's going to, the way your memory works is all based upon value. Okay. So whatever yeah. you value, you're going to remember. That's one of the principles of memory. And so uh, it's understanding that concept. Then you understand like, you know, somebody says, well, I can't remember names. Well, you just don't value names. Well, no, I like I like to know people's. No, you don't. Because if you did, you remember it. It's one of the principles of memory. Yeah. But, you know, there's certain things that you will remember. And you just got to remember, look at it and go, well, I, I, you value that in order to memorize it. And there's a whole other thing about neurology that I can get into if you guys want that kind of you dictate the path yeah, of that. Yeah, please do. But, um, if so you want you, a little bit. Yeah, so you got you got the value side, right? But you also have a part of your brain called the reticular activating system, short for RAS. Um, there's a lot of things it does, but one of the things it, it, it incorporates on is it acts as a big filter. It filters out a ton of information so you don't become aware of it. Okay. And the reason why it does that is because its role and its purpose is to only allow information in that you value. So the way this works, and there's a couple ways. One, you ever buy a car, take it off the lot. You may start to notice people have the same color car that you do or similar, same car, but different yeah. color, right? Yeah. You just start noticing it all over the place. That's yep. how the RS works. You didn't, you didn't pay attention to it before because you didn't have it. It wasn't yours and your value. Once you had it, now this car is important to you. So what happens? Here you go. It's always been there. Yeah. It never was not there, right? Pregnant women become pregnant. They start seeing pregnant women. You know, someone just had a child. All of a sudden, she sees children all over the place. They were always there. It wasn't like it yeah. wasn't. It's just the way the RAS works. So you, your value. So this is why another thing is like when you have a, like an event that happens, you have 10 people lined up. When the stories are different, people are like, well, maybe they saw it different from this perspective or that. No, they didn't. They saw it based upon where their value system is. That's all stories that's, that's are. That's interesting. So yeah. then all of a sudden, you're like, so what do they remember? It's not that. That's why I love like when something happens, my wife and I are opposites. And so like I'll see something and be like, yeah, that meant this, 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 and this. And so this is what, this is kind of what is going on there. And she'll tell me a whole other story that I'm not even seeing. I get yeah. where she is because from a intellectual standpoint, but from a feeling and, you know, just what I just saw, I'm like, yeah, that did not register on my radar at all. You filtered that out. Your brain, you'll automatically do yeah. it. And so- these are one of the principles I teach in my course and my clients is because um, it, it, how can you see opportunities for money when you have uh, you don't value money or you have a limited belief to money or you have this, right? How do we change that RAS? How do we shift it so that you can start to see things that are a little different than what, what was before? You know, some people look at, well, look what happened with the pandemic or look what's going on. We're going into potential recession. Look at, you know, the dollars getting weak or this or that's happening, right? 
Well, you can if you're if you if you're worried about that or you have fears against it that you value that that aspect of it, you're going to constantly see more of that, hear more of that, and so forth. If you don't, you're not going to pay it. You'll hear it, but it's not going to do anything to you. No emotional reaction. You're just going to be like, all right, whatever. We're going into recession. Here's what I see happening. Here's what's going to mean for me. And you can totally shift that whole entire gear and so forth. Okay. All right. So that was, this is great. That yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, I liked, I like listening oh, I about, stuff. yeah, but, um, I know you, you mentioned earlier that you're a podcaster too, right? Uh, can you tell us a bit about your podcast? Maybe you could drop like some social media and stuff and we'll, we'll do like a little cross promotion for us. I appreciate it. Yeah. My, uh, my podcast is called the mindful experiment. I've been doing it for four years. We're about 380 episodes as of right now. Um, right. yeah, it's been a, it was a, it was a passion project of mine. I had a podcast back in 2012 called the, what was it? Wellness smart radio. And I did like a hundred and something episodes. It was all about health and stuff, but there were so many out there on that and, and it was great, but I was already doing the health thing. So I was kind of like, I kind of let it go. And I was like, eventually I'm going to go back to podcast. I want to get into the mind, spirituality and just the experiment of life. Right. And so when I brought that back in 2018, I've been doing it since. And, um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a fun journey. Uh, it's been amazing how it evolved to where it is today. And, uh, it's my little passion project. It's something I love to do and, and share. And, um, I do two podcasts a week. One's with me, uh, for 10, 15 minutes. And then I do an interview for 30 minutes and uh, 30 to 40. And, uh, it's just really helping show people from all walks of life how from the experiment of life. So you can take the mindful part out and you can put life, the life experiment. That's kind of what it really is. I just put mindful in there because I like to focus on the mind. Um, But it's one of those things where what are different elements of life that we can do to help elevate ourselves and help elevate our consciousness to really, really see what our potential is and how much we can go deeper into things, right? Even when you think you've gone as deep as you possibly can, we can go even further. And so I try to find, you know, I share guests who can share on things that are outside me a little bit for the most part um and then you know and again and i just share a concept once a week but that's it um and yeah that's that's the mindful experiment um my socials my social i don't have a social for the podcast um i usually just share mine and that's how people connect with it gotcha gotcha what's your what's your social media handles uh so on facebook and instagram it's dr vic manzo um tiktok is dr vic manzo and then linkedin is dr manzo Really cool. Awesome. Oh, shoot. There was something I was going to say. I forgot. I mean, you go if you got something. All right. Um, is there is there anything like anything in your day to day that you are not able to do or that you don't have or something like that that you wish to have in the future? Like a material thing or? No, no, no. no. Like something something to do or something that has happened or anything like that. A milestone or... Yeah. Any kind of accomplishment you'd like to have? You know, I w- you know, five years ago, I would have had a long list of that. Now, I just love what I do every day. Like, I'm just in the grind of what I do. That's um, awesome. You know, like, when I first got into chiropractor, when I came out as a chiropractor, I was interested in awards. I thought that would give me the recognition. Again, you got to understand why that's important, right? Because I had a low self-worth. So, I needed external Accolades, validation. Yeah to show my worth and show the community my worth. And I did. I got awards every year. Best chiropractor in my town. I was uh, rated best under 40, business leader of the year and five years in my community, which people, they were like, you're like the youngest in this community to get something like that. Um, To the point, I got to a point where I was like, I remember, I'll never forget. It was 2016. I told my wife, I said, I don't care about awards anymore. 
I heard I heard Sir Jerry Seinfeld one day. He I, I didn't know this about him. He's the, he is the number one most uh, uh, he's the richest comedian in the world. Yet he's never accepted an award. And when I heard that, I was like, I need to know why. And his what he said shifted my whole entire gear or mindset and everything. And that was, I don't need an award for that. The award is being able to write jokes every single day, to do what I do every single day. So I used to have milestones. I don't have them anymore because all I care about is waking up every single day and making a change in the clients that I'm serving at that day. All I care about is waking up every single day and putting content out there that can hopefully make a shift in someone's life. Something, something to elevate them. So that's where my my purpose and passion and everything has come. That's my milestone. Don't that's the thing I focus on to grow in. Everything else is just a byproduct of doing that. Gotcha. I feel like it also all stems around like in order to make these strides that you're talking about, you need to have a positive outlook on yourself. You need to love yourself too. Because unless you do that, until you do that, you'll constantly have those negative thoughts that creep in and beat you down and take you out of that productive state and more in like a fearful state. Totally. And don't get me wrong too. I mean, I have, I have layers of stuff that I want to get to like in my coaching business and opening up an empire of a coaching business and and all that. Those are the main vision of that vehicle and what I want to do with that. But like when it just comes to, you know, looking at myself as an individual, it it literally is just, it, it is doing the, the day-to-day stuff and just loving that journey and loving that process. Cause at the, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, you know, I love what I do and, and it's, it's, um, it's not a job, which is, is, is rare to say for some people, this is it's amazing, literally man. just a passion that I get to do every day. Um, I guess, I guess one last question I have is who, like, who are your clients and how do they find you or do they, how do they find you or how do you find them? Yeah. So for coaching, I usually coach business owners and entrepreneurs. That's the, the main uh, people I go at, look at. Um, they find me through social media. They, you know, my content or uh, something I had usually at social media is where they, they find me. Um, and that's that component. I do also have by popular demand from doing a ton of videos now, people have been like, I want to learn more about the mindset and money and this and that, but do you, I, I can't afford coaching. Can I do anything? Can you say you only work with business owners. Can you, do you have anything else like a class or something? And after a while, it's like, okay, if I don't, I'll put on online classes, I can easily do that. And so I have a class that helps people with a financial, uh, I call it the money mindset essentials. And what that is, is understanding the components of where you are from a money standpoint and then how you can make that huge change. And so it's more of a being component. It's kind of some of the principles I teach in my, my third book. It's some of the principles I've been, I teach to my clients and I kind of blended that together and said, here we go. I'm going to put this all towards money and that it's really not a doing thing. It's really just a being thing. And once we, I'm not saying there isn't a doing aspect, you have to do something, mm-hmm. but too many times, like we make our doing 80, 90, 95, sometimes hundred percent. We just keep going and going and going and hopefully it all changes. And I teach and share that it's 80% being, sometimes 90%, and it's that 10 to 20% of doing. So then there's online classes I have that people can take depending on what topic and what it's gearing towards uh, to help that. We're going to be unrolling more of these um, as time goes on because the interest is there. People want to learn more about this uh, and go there. So yeah, that's where most people can get, you know, I mainly work from a one-on-one coaching perspective. Uh, it is entrepreneurs, uh, you know, business owners, not the same thing, entrepreneurs, business owners. And then uh, for my classes, that's for anybody. Awesome. Gotcha. Are you able? Oh. I'm what? sorry. 
No, I you was going to say, are you able to do this online or is it, or do you prefer in person? I love in person, but online classes are a lot easier uh, for people. Um, you know, eventually we're going to be doing um, um, workshops. We were going to try and do that. I was going to do that uh, the year of when COVID happened. I remember I was starting to plan in February, like January, February. I was like, all right, in the fall, we're going to do our first retreat. It's going to be a whole day and a half. We're going to do this, that, all these things. And then COVID came and I said, scrap that. We're not doing that this year. And this is, if this stays around long enough, we're not going to do it next year either. And so we're hoping uh, right now I have my first daughter coming. Uh, I'm going to be a dad in about a couple of weeks. So congrats. congrats. Thank you. So very stoked for that. So we're looking at next year to do our first workshop, weekend workshop to start making changes. But uh, but my classes are usually online because it's just at the ease of when you want to do it, at the pace you want to do it. Uh, you know, you get access to all the six weeks all at once and then you just choose, you, know, you take it as you go. Another new adventure. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I'm excited for you. Um, I was going to say, uh, I feel like just in general with you now, like you said, you shifted the podcast to focus more on the mindset and the mind, which is what you're really passionate about. I feel like just with the times as we're all becoming more uh, or we're all validating more like the mental health aspect and how that really plays a role in everyday life. I feel like it's a perfect time with all your pursuits and it's only going to grow. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I, the timing's right there. Just like my third book, when I wrote it, I had a goal of writing a book every year and I missed two years. And so I was like, I got to, and then all of a sudden I had this huge urge and it's like, get this decoding the matrix book out, get this decoding matrix book out. This is what people need to learn and listen about because I had a prime example. I had COVID. Whether you, you've seen it as one way or you've seen it another way, at the end of the day, there was so much wonderful nuggets in there about conditioning and just how people viewed it. And then you can, you know, if you don't like masks, you're this person. If you like masks, you're that person. That's all conditioning. Or if it was yeah. this or that, it was so much polarity. And it was one of those things where it was such a prime example when I was writing the book, like, oh my God, yeah, I don't need to try to put all these other analogies. I'll just use COVID. That's that's the prime example of what, uh, look at how people were reacting. And it really was just people were reacting based upon the information they're being fed rather than really just critically looking at it for a second and just making their own opinions up about it. I mean, uh, I really appreciated this, uh, yeah. Dr. Vic. It was good because it was different than what we usually, bring yeah. you know, we usually end up on the serial entrepreneur that just wants to talk about working hard, but people don't realize that there's this entire other aspect and that's really what unlocks that type of approach. And yeah, I, I, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say very much a thinking episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's the goal of this. Yeah. Well, it's even like just to look at, like, you know, one thing I get, I, I'll just share this. I got into coaching too, because I was, I, I studied so much personal help, self-development, the top entrepreneurs, what they're sharing, what information, the motivational speakers. And, you know, I constantly heard the same thing, grind, hustle, sweat, ec- sweat equity, sacrifice. You got Arnold Schwarzenegger telling you sleep faster, sleep less to be more successful. You got other motivational speaker, I won't mention their names, but saying how you I got out you got out you got outwork and sleep less than your competition because if you're sleeping if you're sleeping more than them, you're losing. And that's so against how nature works. That's so against how the universe works. That's so against how the brain works. That's so against the research on peak performance. But yet you need to respect that, those things. Yeah, and that is the standard. And I know that because I did it all. I busted my behind like crazy. Burnt out every four to six months, even though I love what I do. You know, I had health issues showing up, nothing severe, but, you know, back stuff and some other things showing up. And I'm like, what the heck's going on with me? And then all of a sudden I go, 
ah, crap, I'm doing things backwards. I started looking at the body again. I started looking at the brain again, restudying what I learned. And I'm like, this is all backwards. Just like some people say, and I think this is all relates to everything is like, some will say, well, you have to, you have to grind and hustle. Your heart works all the time. So no, it doesn't like, yeah, it does. It beats. It never stops. I'm like, obviously you never really studied the heart. I go, the heart makes one contraction and relaxes. And when you add up all the time in a day, it only works nine hours. That's it. That's all your heart does. Nine hours a day. And that's working all the time, supposedly. So when you start to look at nothing has ever grinded out to a certain point or sacrificed to a certain point. And that's where I was like, I need, once I tested it out in my own life and I started working less, 50% less, I made more money than I made at my pinnacle peak financially. Then it became a point of like, I need to start teaching this because we're doing things so backwards and we need to stop doing so much and start being more. And then when when we, then when you start being, the doing becomes easy or easier, I should say. All right. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Um, I guess I'll uh, I'll take us out. Um, you know where to find us at Black Box Podcast. No A in the Black on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Black Box Podcast with an A in the Black on TikTok. You can email us at blackboxsubmission at gmail.com. Uh, thank you again, Dr. Vic, for hopping on. Uh, thank you. It was a pleasure talking about the mind. And um, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. See ya.